In our information age, access is everything. And because digital technology makes it possible to share content in multiple formats, from text to audio to video and images, what once were obstacles to accessibility are now opportunities. Welcome to Copyright Clearance Center's podcast series. I'm Christopher Keneally for Velocity of Content. As founder of Bookalope, Jens Stroiger has applied his background in computer science research and commercial software development to create professional tools for book designers. The trick to making ebooks accessible and even beautiful, says Troiger, is to think of them as software. Jens Troiger joins me now from Brisbane, Australia. Welcome to the program, Jens. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for having me. Well, Jens, we are delighted to have an opportunity to learn about ebook design specifically as it applies to accessibility. A book machine blog post by your colleague Obatoyan Yagedi recently noted that there are two main reasons why authors and publishers should care about accessibility in their ebooks. It's the right and inclusive thing to do, and it's required by law from in many countries. So tell us what helps to make an ebook accessible. I like to think of it as navigating a book without being able to actually look at it. So for example, if you open an ebook on your phone or on your tablet without looking at it, are you able to navigate the book? Are you able to listen to the book? Are you able to, to, to not read the book, but listen and hear the content, including the image description, including content that is important, more important than the narrative of the book, content that is set apart of, uh, from the main content of the book. So accessibility to me means, is the book accessible to everybody under any circumstances, the content of the book? Well, that must be a challenge, Jens Troger, because in today's digital environment, it's populated with devices of all kinds. So how difficult really is it to publish an accessible ebook that will work for everyone everywhere? It can be a challenge because as a writer, as an author, or as a publisher as well, we cannot control how people read the book. So, so we have no control over the device or the software that somebody may use when they open the book. And it can be an, a very old Kindle that is, you know, the first generation Kindle whose feature set is very tiny compared to a phone that was, you know, updated last week. So, so building a book is kind of these days is kind of a, a challenge. It's walking on thin ice because I, I never quite know how many features and how, how much beautiful design I can put into the book because I don't know will the reader be able to actually look at it and use the features that I build into the book. And so from our perspective at, at Bookalope, we try to find that balance between a book that opens on as many devices as possible and still is pretty to look at. It's a tough balance. I suppose accessibility comes first before the beauty of the book, but it sounds to me like you care about the way these look as well. Oh, yes. Uh, that actually is or was the initial motivation for Bookalope in the first place because I got frustrated with ebooks that didn't work. I, back then I had a nook, I still do. And um, I 
bought ebooks, opened them, and they, they just didn't work. I couldn't navigate them. They forced me into designs that were unreadable on my particular device. And um, the more I paid attention to how ebooks look on, on small phones, large screens, um, I also started noticing the problems in print book design. And it seemed to me that often even print books are just quickly designed templates that are being shipped into production. And that to me is an indicator that something in the process of creating and building books went awry. Well, I have said for many years, Jens Troiger, that if you love books, you love everything about them. It sounds to me like that's true as well for you and eBooks. You love everything about them, the content as well as the design. Yes, absolutely. And um, what I find amazing these days is how much content we can actually pack into an eBook. So traditionally, a, a printed book is kind of nailed down to the paper size, the page size, and the font has been determined, and that's it. The font or the, the book designer creates the printed book. Whereas these days, with an ebook, the reader actually has much more freedom to adjust the ebook to their own needs. For, for example, if a dyslexic reader would like to change the font that is easier to read to her, then they just change the settings on their ebook reader. And, and the ebook, I would expect, and that's how we built the ebook, needs to adjust to that. And it needs to still look good. And, and so there are certain constraints that need to flow into ebook design, but it also opens up a whole new dimension of design because now we can actually add multiple media types. We can embed videos, we can embed sounds. Uh, an ebook reader these days is able to synthesize a voice and read back content. We can annotate multiple languages so that the reader knows what language he or she is currently reading. Um, there are dictionaries built into it, which for me as a speaker of two lang or multiple languages helps a lot because I always come across something that a, a vocabulary that I don't know, and then I can look it up right there in my ebook. And so there's a lot of constraints and there's a lot of freedom that I get as a trade-off. And, and, and that's actually, for me, very exciting. As a publisher or a book designer, Jens Troger, where should anyone begin creating an accessible ebook? That's a good question. I think creating an accessible ebook starts by writing structured content. So most authors I found and I worked with have a clear view of the content of the book that they want to write. They write the book and every so often that content isn't as well structured. And what I mean by that is um, not only the, the hierarchy of, you know, headings of chapter titles, section titles, subsection titles, but also people often get carried away with self-formatting their book. You know, this needs to be italic because I like it and uh, I like the font and I like this and I like that. And, and my question then always is, what are you trying to express here? What is the intention of that formatting? Because 
if a person can't actually see the text because, for example, their vision is impaired, they won't be able to see this. So we need to communicate in another way the change that happens to the design here. And, and that's why ebooks are really useful because we can have these hidden annotations in the ebook that tell about these intended changes. And so, so an author that who wants to write an accessible ebook, I think, needs to have a very clear understanding of not only the content they are writing, but also how they would like that content to be structured. And that step from from content to structured content with additional information about that structure information that's the first step to a well accessible ebook the next thing then would be images for example um, you, you want image captions but you also want to describe the image meaningfully in the context so for example if you're writing a book on paintings and you you, you have an image of a painting you're describing what is a useful and a meaningful description if I can't see the painting in the context of the narrative of the book. You know, and so 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 thinking about your content in a more inclusive way will get you a very, very big step ahead. Well, accessibility for ebooks, Jens Treger, really relies on technology, of course, but a successful ebook publication will also have design elements that are familiar from the print world. Tell us about those. I think one of the most important of those design elements would probably be the table of content, because that is the first thing you open or what. Well, the first thing that I open when I look at a book in a bookstore, um, just to get a sense for the content of the book. Um, and it's very similar in, in an ebook. The, the table of content is what helps me navigate the ebook. And again, to me, it often helps what it, to, to, to imagine what it's like to navigate or to use an ebook if I can't actually look at it. So the first thing I would do is the ebook opens. I I can specify as an ebook designer, I can specify where the ebook opens, and that usually is the table of content. And so I just have the table of content read out to me, and that gives me a good sense of what is in that ebook. And from there I can then dive into that ebook. Well, your view as a software developer is that books should be thought of as software. Why is that a helpful way to think of things, particularly about ebooks for publishers and for authors? Yes, I think I think that's an interesting question because it certainly shows my personal professional bias as well. Um, I look at ebook as a blob of data, and in in the software world, whenever we build software, that software is um, runs in versions, right? What that means is um, I build a product, it becomes available, and then I continue to build the product. And so the next version ships maybe six months later than the next version. And so so software has a very, very old and, and very well thought through lifetime of versioning and, and you know improving software. And I look at ebooks in a very similar way. So books traditionally can have typos, books, books have revisions. Um, 
So I can look at an ebook as a typo is a bug. It's a software bug. I can report the bug. I can fix the bug and ship a new version of the ebook. Um, it's similar with, you know, the author might want to make a change in, 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 this, in, in the traditional print publishing. That's not a new thing to do, right? I mean, there's a next um, iteration of a book that is being published five years later. These cycles um, can be much tighter. And, and, and if we look at ebooks in particular as, as software, then we can ship new versions of a book with bug fixes where typos have been fixed with additions, with changes much more frequently. And um, it would require infrastructure support by the publisher, by distribution platforms. But um, there's also interesting avenues, for example, where like in open source software, people can file bugs, right? I read a book, I come across an issue, I just, I could just, tap on it and, and give feedback to the publisher and say, look, here's a typo. And um, so, so there's a much tighter integration between the ebook and the reader itself and the publisher that opens up to us. That integration between reader, publisher, and author fascinates me, in Stroiger, because you have pointed out that with an ebook, with an accessible ebook, the reader is in much greater control than ever before. I wonder whether you like to see a feedback loop on that. Do you monitor how readers are using ebooks? Do you think that's a good idea? Does that provide helpful data? Um, personally, I'm a little bit paranoid about using software and being monitored too much. So I'm, I'm a private person and um I, I kind of take care of the information that I allow to leak out into the world. Um, so I think we need to tread carefully with, with this issue of between the interaction between publishers and users. Um, on the other hand, I think it would be very useful for publishers, for example, to know what marketing information that they have built into an ebook a user actually makes use of, you know, and, and so marketing campaigns are very common these days. And um, that same principle can be built into eBooks as well. And that's what Bookalope actually does is it allows publishers to automatically add, you know, a publisher's page at the end of the book. And that's, that's automatically built into the process. And so there are um, ways where a publisher can interact but I would like to caution against too much of it because I, I, I value my privacy and I, I think a lot of people do. So, yeah, finding a balance will be a challenge. And I think that's something that the publishing industry needs to discuss. And for publishing, the ebooks that uh, you are helping design, they're adding to readership they're they're opening up new audiences that sounds like a good deal for publishers and for authors and for readers too so is all this really coming down to smart business decisions i think so and it also comes down to sort of rethinking what publishing what a book means these days and and i i found after like I've been doing this for about 10 years now and, and I've talked with a lot of publishers and, and there's 
I noticed a lot of pride in the publishing industry that stems from that very old print tradition. And oftentimes publishers take a lot of pride in what I look as an outdated production process. It's very labor intensive, it's manual, and that's what oftentimes publishers are proud of because it's it's very centered around print publication. And so then the ebook came along and kind of rocks the boat in a sense that um the process needs to change. We need to rethink design. We need to rethink of what a book really is. And so I think once we accept that, I think the ebook is here to stay, the print book is here to stay. Um, it's just a different market with a different clientele, I guess. And so if we, if we, look at those two markets as, you know, inclusive and, and very equal, then I think there's a lot of opportunity that can open up. But um, looking at an ebook as kind of an addendum, in the, kind of a neglected appendix of a print publication, I think is the wrong way to go. Well, Jens Troyer with Bookalope, I really appreciate your sharing with us this, this thoughtful analysis of the evolution of publishing and what it takes to make ebooks accessible. Thank you for joining me today. You're very welcome. Thanks, Chris. Well, that's all for now. Our producer is Jeremy Brisky of Burst Marketing. You can subscribe to our program wherever you go for podcasts. Please do follow us on Twitter and on Facebook. I'm Christopher Keneally. Thanks for joining me on Velocity of Content from CCC. Thank you.